Hey, uh, mitts and chicks. He scores! Sider wins it for Detroit! Oh, Sider with his first National Hockey League goal! It's too good to be true, but believe it! Oh, hell, kill! His first career National Hockey League goal on the biggest of stages! Uh, thanks for the support. Appreciate uh, you guys supporting me and uh, the Sharks. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mitts and Chicks podcast. Today, we have a super special guest. You've met her before. Allison, say hi. Hi, guys. Oh, we missed you so much. We're so I'm excited to have you. Um, today, we're continuing our little June series of talking about some things that are pretty stigmatized in the game. And last month, we um, not last month, last week. Uh, we touched a little bit on Pride Month. We'll obviously talk about it more throughout the month. Um, there's actually a little headline I do want to hit um, before we get into the nitty gritty. But Allison is here to talk to us about mental health in hockey, which I think we're all pretty passionate about. So absolutely, I really did for this. Me too. So before we get into that, I do really quickly want to discuss. I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but the Tampa Bay Rays. In the MLB. Oh, yeah. Baseball is fucking stupid, and this is why. Um, they like had like a botched Pride night because like five of their guys refused to wear Pride gear. Yeah. Because rainbows are like against their religion or something. Anyway. Um, was, I saw that on uh, Twitter and that uh, was just insane. So there's Just only say you're I mean, yeah. No, well, not me. and not to assume that it's like Christianity, but every time I read the words faith-based decision and it's like something deeply homophobic or goes against it's usually Christian. I don't know. And also like I'll just never understand and I've accepted that I'll never understand, but I can't imagine being an adult and being like you know, you're uncomfortable with it. Obviously not fine, but at this point you're gonna live your life. But think about how many kids you'd be helping by doing it. Right, and like yeah. we talk about how Pride Nights are performative and like obviously have their own issues in the way that they're run sometimes, but at the same time, like that's a teeny something. tiny thing you can do that can probably help a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, and you're doing a lot more harm by not doing it, I feel. Um I agree. My stance yeah. my stance is like certain forms of performative activism can still mean something yeah like obviously pride nights unless like the team like uses those nights to donate to various organizations which i know a lot of them do now which is really great but even when they don't and they're just like throwing rainbows up and they're like we love gay people yeah it's performative i know they don't really care but at the same time it means something to see that they're at least acknowledging it and you know that there's like a little kid somewhere watching and thinking I'm accepted in the hockey world, which, you know, isn't true. <laughs> They're not <laughs> by and large, but it, it, it means something at the very least. And it's like, if you don't believe 
that being gay is okay because of your religion that's fucked up but at the very least it's it's the same thing with me for abortions it's like you don't agree with abortions don't get an abortion you don't agree with like gay activities don't have sex with a person of the same gender like what's that's really my problem it's your problem so put on the rainbow hat and suck it the fuck up it just doesn't make sense to me you are a grown-ass man and you're not gonna wear a rainbow because you like it like you it your views don't align with that it just does not like madeline said it's never gonna make sense to me there's only one redeeming quality about the um tampa rays and it is that their minor league affiliate team is the montgomery biscuits and their mascot is a biscuit that has like cookie monster eyes and then on korean heritage night it turns into kimchi and it's adorable (laughs) allison this is the best thing. This is why we have you on. <laughs> this is my random. I don't even like baseball. <laughs> I hate baseball. You know what? You know what? The Savannah. This the Savannah. I can't even say it. The Savannah bananas. Savannah bananas. Yeah. Are, their TikTok social media manager is really onto something. Well, I have to oh, show you guys the biscuit. It's. I like. I thought it wasn't real, and then I looked it up, and it is very much real. I think I saw it in a TikTok the other day. It's really actually. exciting. Yeah, baseball's stupid. I went to a Cubs game last week and I found out that they throw the first pitch at the time advertised. Oh, he's so cute. I love that him. is precious. I love, I love him. Kind of looks like it, like Elmo. A little bit. Yeah. Sometimes he has bacon. Like just on in him. the eyes. I love you have bacon on him. That's really. Oh, I, it is Cookie Monster esque. Yeah. And then the kimchi yeah. is a big hit. I thought it was oh, really. Aww. Oh, that is precious. That's precious. Um, I thought it was we really have the, we have the disco that. turkeys. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> That's our. It's it's not a minor, like it's not an official minor league baseball team. Um, it's like in an extra league because our minor league team is the Winston Salem Dash. Mm. Um, because there used to be a dash like in between Winston and Salem. Oh Anyways, what? Um, like a like a hyphen. Minor oh. team <laughs> names are really just whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, that's really funny. The, the one disco turkeys are fun. The one here is honestly kind of boring. It's they renamed them. They used to be the Las Vegas 51s for Area 51, and their mascot ah, was an alien. That's and cool. then they moved to a new, um, like stadium thingy Ew. where you play baseball. I don't know. Um, and they were renamed to the Las Vegas Aviators, and now it's like a goose mascot. That's lame. A goose. Yeah, like the like. It has something to do with planes. I don't know if this is our minor league affiliate, <laughs> but we have the Chicago Dogs. Bark. And they have like a really nice arena or stadium, whatever, out in Rosemont. And it's not like dogs, like the animal. It's dogs as in hot dogs. Because, you know, oh. we like our hot dogs here or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I remember like we I went to a game once and there was like the like mascot. They have like. I can't tell what their mascot is because it's either mustard ketchup or a hot dog. And I don't know which one it is, but that night, particularly there was a big bottle of ketchup. And for some reason it, it had a trench coat on and it was really weird. It looked like it was like trying to sell us pornos. It made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> it probably was. It made me really uncomfortable. But um, what was I saying before I was saying um, the in baseball, they throw the pitch, uh, first pitch at the time advertised, which is weird to me because last night puck dropped, I think, 17 minutes after it was supposed to start. They just take their time. Hockey players are kind of like musicians who have been on tour for 20 years. <laughs> they just come out whenever. 
Fair oh enough. my god, no, that's like um it reminds me my dad and I always complain sometimes when we see people live and they spend like 10 years tuning their guitar on stage when there's a guitar tech right there and yeah, then, like it's that guy's job. That's like the same vibe as when they put somebody in for a face off and then they like swap them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I always yeah. like my feelings would get hurt, I think. If I was like I in the face off circle and they were like no, I just go back to the bench, have my little like locker room tantrum. <laughs> it's just always yeah, really, like, and and you're about to start a shift, so I always wonder like, what does that do to your self confidence? I mean, <laughs> I know they're pros and like they can't think about it, but if somebody was like, you actually can't handle this, yeah, I would be I would offended. It would like would kind of crush down. me, and then for the next like you know however many seconds or a minute you'd be playing. So, but at the same time, <laughs> if I were a ref, I would tell them to switch out like not even if they did anything wrong i would just do it to like fuck with their self-esteem and watch them deteriorate throughout the game you'd fit right in you would fit right in yeah those refs would love me actually probably not because you're a female but oh, good point. <laughs> that's a problem good for point. a different episode <laughs> i'm also gay Next week. Jewish. lots of slurs lots of slurs oh my it's fine it's fine. It's no big deal. Okay. That was my little tirade about stupid baseball and stupid Tampa Bay. Um, let's talk a little bit more about mental health in the game, which super important to us as mentally ill women. <laughs> Allison, tell us a little bit about how you became like interested in this kind of facet of the game. Um, well, Looking back on it, I feel like it's always subconsciously been something I'm really um, passionate about. Like I've I've played various sports over my young life and um, I've definitely dealt with like my anxiety in all of them. Um, and, you know, sports, like even though I would be on like great teams with supportive friends, it was never handled quite the way it should be. Um, so when I became a really big fan of hockey, um, when the Golden Knights came, um, and I started to see it more, like, in the game, and um, it's also in, like, the past five years, I feel like, become um, more relevant, and especially with the pandemic, um, I think players are willing to talk about it more, uh, as it's become, like, a little more destigmatized as a whole in society, um, but specifically when Robin Leonard was traded to the Golden Knights, because uh, he's one of the biggest uh, mental health advocates in the NHL. So there were like all sorts of stories in the news, both positive and negative, you know, cause there's the ones that um, like are suspicious of Leonard that he's going to like, because, you know, he made some decisions that weren't great, um, but it was because of his mental illness and how he didn't have support for it, but he's grown from it, but people still tried to like label him and put him under a box. So I learned a lot about that and um read a lot about like his feelings and how he's doing um and it just I don't know it like struck a chord with me and I've been really following along and trying to also put myself out there as a little advocate since then that's so great I know I've seen a lot about like the Leonard stories in the news and I didn't know what was really going on so him being able to talk so openly about mental health has definitely been kind of like a symbol of hope for people yeah who have struggled with any sort of mental health issues especially as athletes mm-hmm. and I know it's super tough I did I grew up doing gymnastics for those who don't know 
And that um, made me insane, I think. No, just kidding. Didn't make me insane. But um, just the mental health issues that I gained. And I like wrote my college essay about the body image issues I got from doing this sport and how it's like gets in my head. And just whenever I don't do something to perfection, because that's what we were taught to always strive for. And like, if you weren't hitting some sort of numerical mark, then you weren't (laughs) actually doing as well as you should be. And so like knowing that there are other people out there that have struggled with like anxiety that that has come from doing sports and like how it's affected them outside of the athletic world has been really, really inspiring. Absolutely. I think it's like, oh, go ahead. No, you go, you go. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, um, I think it's just destigmatization is just so important with everything and like, especially mental health because mental health issues are so common in sports because like Callie was saying, there's just such an expectation of perfection and not achieving that can cause so many mental health problems, especially for young people and especially on a scale as massive as the NHL. And like, it kind of goes back to what we were saying before is like with the Tampa Bay Rays, like just showing someone out there that you get it and you're going through it too, I think can mean a lot to those people. Um, and I feel like that's why it's so important to have people like Robin Leonard, just like talking about it. You don't even have to be like a hero. You don't have to be like, yeah, I like talked to my therapist and now I'm cured. Like that's not yeah. what it's about. It's about like, Hey, I feel this way too and it's normal and it's okay um so that's i feel like that's just so important especially i agree i remember being i was either 10 or 11 and i was at like a basketball summer camp type thing at like the middle school by my house and it was when it was not long after i was first diagnosed with anxiety and it was when my anxiety was the worst like at that time so basketball wasn't causing the anxiety but like the only thing the coaches thought to do was like sit me out of it so I remember like being my little anxious 11 year old self like not knowing what was going on um and just not being able to participate because they didn't know how to handle or like understand um, what was going on and I mean I don't expect every single person to be a therapist obviously but Um, I just feel like there's more we can do for teaching people how to like support um, like people that they're working with um, especially kids um, because it's not hard to recognize when a kid is having like anxious or depressed feelings and the best thing you can do is distract them with something else and I was literally at like a basketball camp and there are plenty of things they could have done to distract but because they don't know what to do um I ended up like sitting out that day and like going home still anxious. So something that I find pretty interesting to think about is especially in our sport, we recently have had a lot of stories that we've enjoyed following um, and want more of like, especially Ben, we're all going to miss our favorite Oilers fan. Um, But it's interesting in the way that, like, these guys do a lot for their communities. Um, You know, players are always going to hospitals and visiting kids who are sick. And you think about this concept that we have of, like, having a sickness or an illness. um, And a lot of these are, you know, visible for a lot of these kids. Um, And you think about what isn't visible to others. Um, And I just think it's, like, interesting that um, there are a lot of people who are uh, dealing with a lot of crazy things that 
wouldn't gain the sort of attention. Um, obviously, I mean, it's it's pretty common, but I just think that um, I you wish that more people would come out in support of Robin Leonard when he started doing all this, or you know, more people came out in support of um, Stephen Johns when he was coming out and, and talking about um, his experience having suicidal thoughts and after he was you know rollerblading across the country. Um, so I mean, not that anybody's under ob- any obligation to do it, but um, I just think it's always nice anytime somebody recognizes that and kind of stands in solidarity with it because um, we expect them to do that with um, you know any fan that's dealing with something. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And it's like, um, I think because of like the stigmatization of mental illness, people um, who also like don't experience it um, maybe as strongly in their life, like whether it's with themselves or family members or friends, um, they like don't know like that there's that line with mental illness where it's like, yes, it is an illness, but it's not like, like, okay, an example, like I have asthma. And yes, it affects me, but I can still live my daily life like as a normal person Um, because for the most part, it's not like debilitating. And for a lot of mental illnesses, that that is the same thing. There are moments where it is really hard and it can be like crippling, debilitating, but it doesn't mean I like can't live a normal life and like do normal people things. Um, So I think that's part of um, destigmatizing it is like it's an illness, but it's not like a disease I'm ridden with for the rest of my life and I can't play hockey or do other things. That's a good point. And I also agree with like, I I think it is interesting how Madeline pointed out, like, you know, we see so much philanthropy with players um, doing stuff with kids with, um, you know, physical, physically manifested illnesses. Um, And you know, while I'm not expecting hockey players to like, you know, visit the psych ward, um, I think it's it is abs- absolutely really important for players to acknowledge. Um, again, it's it's just about being seen. Like for these players to acknowledge that these people exist and that they're valid, and um, and that you know we're rooting for them just as much as we're rooting for any any person with um, a like somatic illness and. Um, something, something about like talking about it where it's like, we can't expect every player to talk about it because not everyone's comfortable with that. And that's okay. Like, you know, it's destigmatizing mental illness. Isn't about like forcing every single player who has any kind of mental illness to come out and talk about it because not everyone's comfortable with that. And that's perfectly normal. and makes perfect sense. But just having a few players who are comfortable to like talking about it, it makes it a little bit easier on all of those other players as well, which is another reason it's so important to have players like Leonard talking. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, to comment on how the NHL handled the mental health awareness month. um, I don't know. It's getting there. Um, (laughs) Like they acknowledged it. They acknowledged it, which is more than they've done in the past, but I think like the biggest thing the league can do is put faces with what they're saying. And there were, it was literally like gray posts with like long quotes on them. And I don't know. Like I, I, of those exactly like words. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to read. What do you like little Instagram to read kids? Like, you know, like if 11 year old Allison saw that she would not have paid attention. But if 11 year old Allison saw, you know, like, 
Ovechkin or like Kel McCarr or someone um, saying one of those things or like his picture with that, you know, it would have meant a lot more because like my favorite player or whatever is supporting how I'm feeling. I'm just glad that the league, they put like resources on there at least. Yeah. That was like, they, that was that's a step further than just putting a quote on there, which absolutely no, it was definitely yeah. a great step and I'm appreciative that they posted for it. I just, I feel like so many times they miss like, not like the NHL specifically, but in general, like organizations, companies, they like miss the point of destigmatizing mental illness like just saying like it's okay here's like a phone number you can call is not going to do much generally it is going to help some people but it doesn't really work to destigmatize it as a whole i like what the the abs did something this year where they called it monday motivation with um our yeah. king abe kubel but basically they had him like read off these like empowering statements or whatever and it was like this really cute series like one of them was like him saying like you are loved and it was just kind of I would love to see the league do something like that with these just little moments of like kindness and appreciation and motivation but like they could tie it more into mental health and like just string them all together into some sort of montage or whatever give them one little quote to read at media day like it's really simple and it's just it's goes beyond creating a graphic that I could make in Canva and like two seconds and posting yeah so it's just and they only did it like once a week too so it wasn't Mm -hmm. like they weren't making a difference it's great that they acknowledged it but I would like to see it taken so much further in coming years and that goes for all organizations like I don't think many even acknowledged that it was mental health awareness month so yeah except for mental health organizations anyway um all very important stuff I think does anyone else want to say anything else um and if not, we can move on and talk about something a little more lighthearted to close out. Oh, wait, I have one more thing to say. I think that like an underrepresented part of um, mental health also in sports is just from the fan perspective and how like those of us that have mental illnesses and like it kind of plays into just how we are as fans. Like I know I have anxiety and part of my anxiety is like hyper fixating on things. And so like with hockey like hockey is clearly my current hyper fixation like it's kind of I live it and breathe it right now and it could switch you know at any moment um for people who don't know what hyper fixations are they're just kind of like really intense focusing on specific things they can be like really obscure like really common and people just they just kind of help ease anxiety or like know that you have this community that like supports you it's kind of hard to explain on the spot for me right now but um I don't know I feel like I wish that people online would be less judgmental about people who do have like hyper fixations on things and like maybe if the league could also be more representative like any sports league of like people who have these just fixations on any team or fixations on the sport and so I don't know I feel like that's a really not talked about part of just being a fan for anything. That's a really, really good point. I I feel like when we talk about like the mental health conversation, it is so often just anxiety and depression centered. Um, and sometimes people talk a little bit about like ADHD or um, like learning disabilities, I think come into the conversation a lot, but um, I have ADD and I also have quite the tendency to hyperfixate. Hockey is obviously one of those things that I have to fixate on 
my friends are really sick of it. Um, I'm also <laughs> anyone who is friends with me on Snapchat will know that I hyperfixate heavily on whatever is gracing my TV screen at any given moment, um, which is why I'm so insufferable while I'm binging anything. Um, and yeah, I agree. I feel like it is something that's kind of like, I'm not saying that it's like unacceptable for people to be annoyed with me talking about something so heavily that they feel like they heard all of it over the course of an hour. Um, that's obviously not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is I think that people need to consider things that you don't really expect to be part of the mental health conversation. They, they need to become part of the conversation. They need to be more normalized. And I agree with Callie. I feel like there's so much like hate for people loving things and yeah. passion for things, not even just to um, the extent of a hyperfixation, just like generally speaking, when people are passionate about things, other people are like mean about it. Absolutely. Um, like I, I don't know. I feel like there's so, okay. First of all, I, it's a pessimistic view, but it really feels like everyone's a critic. That's how I feel whenever I see like certain movie reviews and I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> Let people enjoy things. Let people enjoy things is kind yeah. of what I'm trying to get across here. I'm totally rambling. But that's the point I'm trying to make. Let people enjoy things and let them be happy. If something makes them happy, why? Like, who are you to be a dick about it, right? Exactly. And, um, when it comes to hockey, obviously, um, if I met someone and they were like, "Yeah, I'm a hockey fan," I'd probably be like, "Oh, I don't want to be friends with you," um, because hockey fans don't have the greatest reputation. But like, you know, let people like things, and um, you know, in addition to that, we need to remember that mental illness is not just anxiety and depression it's a really really massive scale with a lot of different um kinds of people and uh kinds of symptoms um on that spectrum and it all needs to be in the conversation yeah including things like fixations um i promise i'm not saying this is a golden knights sob story but um the golden knights first season started right after um the october one shooting here um, which was hard mentally on the entire city. And I know for me, my like hyper fixation and also like escape from, you know, seeing videos of the shooting on TV every day was watching hockey in the Golden Knights. And um, I mean, I definitely have my share of hating on other hockey teams, but there was, um, there's been like a sustained general like hate and discouragement around the Golden Knights. And um, I don't think a lot of people realize that the Golden Knights were like a saving grace for um, a lot of people here in the city and even in other cities since uh, people came to that festival from all over. Um, so I don't know. Don't be so quick to judge and let people enjoy what they want to enjoy because it's, it's just a hockey team. I am yeah. like admittedly mean to people about hockey teams, but I'm never like mean to them. I'm like, wow, I hate Toronto Maple Leafs fans, but I adore Tina. Um, maybe it's kind of ever met who I tolerate, but not in a mean way. I let people enjoy their stupid little hockey teams, um, because I would want them to do the same for me. It's not like yeah. fans are particularly tolerable all the time. So. Yeah. On well, the train of like having hyperfixations, um, this sport is so gay kept. I feel it's definitely like an old boys club at times. And I think mm-hmm. that all sports are like that. Um, there's like this like weird, kind of currency in sports where 
you mean more as a fan if you've been a fan for a long time. Yeah. And um, I like that this game has grown and it's obviously, you know, growing more than even the league has allowed it. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, and the grand scheme thing is a really new fan of the sport. Um, and I think, yeah, as we said, let people enjoy things. Um, it's just, it's just a silly little sport. It's a silly little game. Yeah. And Anybody can watch it anytime, and um, I think that, you know, I'm a big supporter of a, of a bandwagon fan. I think that we kind of hate on that, but what I mean, but, I'm a bandwagon Avs fan right now. And, I and- don't understand why people are so anti things like bandwagoning and, like, starting to like things when they become popular. Like, yeah. okay, like, obviously sometimes I feel a little gatekeepy, like, just because, like, I feel like protective or whatever, but it's never yeah. to a degree of like name every year. The Red Wings have won the Stanley cup or you're not a real fan. Like that's yeah. bullshit. Like if people started liking, like rooting for my team just because they were good or because they were more tolerable than the other team's fans or whatever, I would be so down for that. I'd be like, cool, new friends. Yeah. And the same thing with any other, like, like, if for whatever reason, ho- like, liking hockey suddenly became cool, that's never going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> but if it did, like, I wouldn't be mad about people starting to watch hockey just because they haven't been watching it as long. Like, that culture of gatekeeping something because you've been a part of it for longer or because you have enjoyed it since, like, the beginning or whatever, that never made sense to me. Especially, like, during the playoffs. Like, there are yeah, only two exactly. teams left, so of course, team fans from someone all the other someone. thirty teams are gonna bandwagon on like, exactly. one of the teams that are left. My so, dad does it all the time. Yeah, like and he's a he's a Rangers fan right now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun to pick somebody now. to root for. Exactly. It's like, no there's no shame in switching teams throughout the year too. Yeah, and there's I, there's no shame in being excited when a team is doing well. And like that's awesome. the whole. Like, I mean, it's not the whole point, but, like, it's if there was fun. no Stanley Cup, like, right. I don't think the NHL people, would be what it is. People who are weird about people who have more than one team, like, you're not any, like, yeah, for this is for you, Mads. Like, you're not any less of a fan of one team just because you like another one, too. Yeah. Well, it's people like, are always dumbfounded when they, sorry, Allison, but people are fine, like, what, what do you do when they play each other? And I'm like, I hate to say it. People are going to come for me. None of this matters. I just have fun. I like to watch (laughs) it. It's so fun to watch a sport. And I say this as a diehard. Like, I was a big Clemson fan growing up. That's where my dad went. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, Clemson football is a religion and football in general in the South. And, like, um, it's just just fun. Like, it's just a silly little sport. It's it's more fun when, like, my two teams play each other. Like, I don't pick a side. I just have fun because I'm happy, like, either way. Madeline is so right like none of this it also goes back to let people enjoy things thing like as long as the things they enjoy don't like affect you directly as long as the things that they enjoy aren't related to harming you personally like why the fuck does it matter none of this matters does my mental health hinge on the success of my sports team sometimes a little bit (laughs) just a little um but it really doesn't matter actually this is actually okay Fun fact, this is a little aside for about my little sister. She does allow the success of the Chicago Blackhawks organization to dictate um, what she does to her hair. Any given point, one time we were, it was like, <laughs> it was quarantine. It was bubble hockey. 
we were watching the Blackhawks game and the other team scored and it wasn't even like a major deficit. They like were up by one goal after this goal. And she was like, I can't take this anymore. And she went upstairs and she chopped off all of her hair, all of it. That, okay. That's funny. So for her, it matters, but other, that was just a quick aside because it just reminded me of that, but otherwise none of this matters and everyone needs yeah. to. Yeah. It's like, I decided I liked the, le- well, I liked, I decided I liked Steven Stamkos when I was 12 because I found out we had the same birthday and that has sustained, even though a hockey team has come to my city and become like something really meaningful to me. Like, I don't see a problem like little kids and like, I don't know, even preteens, like anyone gets attached to hockey teams and hockey players for no particular reason. So just let people be happy. That's so true. I feel like it's so easy to get attached to teams and players for no reason. And we don't like acknowledge that enough. Yeah. She became a wild fan because she was like, I really like Kirill Kaprizov's vibes and I miss Marc-Andre Fleury. So I'm a wild fan now. Absolutely. No reason for it. It's just like, I honestly fully believe that everyone needs to stop being mean and just start vibing. Yeah. Firm, firm believer in that philosophy. I like the Canucks because of their mascot. It's the cutest little whale I've ever seen. Literally, bro. Yeah. We don't give mascots enough credit. That's so true. Bring back Al the Octopus or so help me God. Love that guy. Um, Allison, I know you have to go. So to wrap things up, let's do the million dollar question. Just give us like your answer. What can we do to make hockey and sports in general a more inclusive place for people who have mental health issues? Like, what are the top couple things that we can be doing as fans and just as, like, the organizations as a whole? Three words. Talk about it. Literally, like, you're a fan. You're a player. You're someone who, like, works for a league or a team. Like, talk about it. Because we can't make it normalized if we don't talk about it. That's how things are stigmatized post about it i mean it's honestly not a bad thing to share stuff on your story about mental health i mean if it's correct supportive information like put it out there because you don't know what someone's gonna happen upon that will really help them in their day-to-day life and just encourage people to be supportive instead of like oh i don't know the word not supportive i guess (laughs) Um, yeah yeah instead of being like mean or judging like it's we've all had anxious feelings or depressed feelings um, whether we have a diagnosed disorder or not and so there's always some way you can relate to someone and help them that's great talk about it and let people enjoy things absolutely we did go on a bit of a tirade there at the end we were like we need to talk about (laughs) hyperfixation in the mental health conversation and then we were like why are people so mean Um, well i mean that's part of it it's yeah absolutely part of it people Um, will see mental illness and they like put a little equal sign to bad and weird and that is not what it is are the mitts and chicks bad and weird no uh well (laughs) that's a conversation for another day we're not gonna talk about (laughs) that oh i guess one more thing to add on to that is like hyper fixations and like i know that's what I'm hyperfixating hyperfixations right now sorry <laughs> um <laughs> just, uh, had to laugh a little bit but um just it can actually like help with things it can make you oh, a yeah. better fan because you could become more dedicated like you're more you're sharing things online that other people might not and like I know my hyperfixations um they help me like just be more 
dedicated and focused in my work and stuff like Mm -hmm. I can definitely say that like doing this podcast is also another one of my hyper fixations so I'm like making content all the time and stuff but like it helps me in a way because it allows me to make content like the best of my ability and make sure that things are running as smoothly as they can absolutely so I feel like people see it as a negative but there are so many more positives than they could ever think of true talking about mental health and sports is a really obscure but I think productive hyperfixation I have riddle me this Callie is hyperfixating on a show about firefighters productive in any way whatsoever well it made you you choose where you want to go to college yeah actually that's a really good point (laughs) true story everybody Um, stream 911 (laughs) (laughs) I was actually watching that before (laughs) I was watching it before we recorded this it's really unhealthy I should probably stop but I'm I'm off my grind I'm like that with stranger things right now so if anyone wants to like text me my dms are always open on every form of social media to talk about stranger things so true and when you finish stranger things you can get back on your lone star grind um because that show's so fucking stupid oh, i love it so much that's actually Allie, gonna, Allie, i want to time it so that we watch the latest episode together <laughs> we can do a watch party okay can i join of course watch it. of course i, I was- wanted to be a paramedic because of that show for a while like that was a hyper really yeah are and you all caught can- up um no i have been I haven't watched it the past few weeks. Okay, so. well, the last season was the best season, so get your <laughs> ass in here. <laughs> and wow, this isn't about hockey anymore. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, talk about it. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Happy Pride once again. And our DMs are still open if anyone wants to talk about anything. Thank you, Allison, for joining us. Thank you for having and, me. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. The abs are going to the final. The abs are Yay, going to the abs. final. That's all I have to say. But beautiful. They did it for Kadri. Yes. I will not get into my Evander Kane rant. I will not do oh, it. Oh fuck that I will guy! Not do it. Hate that guy. <laughs> he doesn't deserve the airtime. <laughs> but thank you, Allison. This was a great conversation, and thank I know it's you. something we're all passionate about. And more people should be passionate about. Like, if you're passionate, talk about it. And yeah, it's been great. <laughs>